We're here because free speech is under attack. We're here because people are being convinced that socialism works. We're here because people are being judged guilty until proven innocent. We are fighting back with facts. This is not a safe zone, so buckle up, Buttercup. This is the Raw Naked Truth. Welcome to the Raw Naked Truth. I'm your host, Eric Lopkin, and with me today is special guest Bill Carell. Bill is host of our sister podcast, Lighting the Candle, and he's got a few other projects in the works for the Exvadio Podcast Network, and we're glad to have him on board today. Good to be here. I'm looking forward to this conversation. So, Today, we are talking about CRT, and the reason we're returning to CRT is because of something that went on in Mississippi. The Mississippi State House passed a law. Now, I'm going to read you this law right from its own text, because I don't want there to be any misunderstanding about what this is about. The proposed legislation stated, no public institution of higher learning, community slash junior college, school district, or public school, including public charter schools, shall direct or otherwise compel students to personally affirm adopt or adhere to any of the following tenets. A, that any sex, race, ethnicity, religion, or national origin is inherently superior or inferior, or B, that individuals should be adversely treated on the basis of their sex, race, ethnicity, religion, or national origin. Now, that sounds pretty good to me. In fact, it sounds like it comes right out of the Declaration of Independence. All men are created equal. But what happened when this hit the floor was all 14 Black Democrat senators walked out before the vote could be held. And the only two votes against this were the two remaining Democrats. And it was all based on they did not want CRT excluded from schools. Now, people have mentioned this on the news, and it has become very obvious that most of the folks talking about this don't actually understand what CRT is. So that's where we're going with this. We're not going to talk about if Mississippi was right or wrong to do this. We are going to talk about what CRT is and how you can find out more about it for yourself. And Bill has done a lot of research on this. So Bill, I'm gonna to toss it over to you. Where do you start with this? <laughs> I don't know, that was very interesting for me. I, what I wanted to do was to go and find out uh, what in fact CRT was. So I, I started doing some uh, YouTube searches 
And I found hundreds of, of different things that I could watch. So I kind of limited myself at the beginning to anything that was less than five or six minutes long, just so I could like skim across the surface and see what, you know, it looked like somebody who knew what they were talking about. So I guess I, I'm going to tell you, you know, my version of what I studied. And I've got hundreds of hours of reading and watching videos and listening uh, to a, a dozen or more, maybe 20 different people speaking. And it, it did start in discussion among law professors 45 to 50 years ago. And they were kind of noodling the idea, uh, you know, from writings that came from the early part of the, the 20th century and the late part of the 18th century post-Marxist, right? And so they, they more or less took on this academic conversation of um, a hypothesis that despite all the efforts since ending slavery to level the playing field for Blacks in our country, there was still specific inequity demonstrated in law enforcement, schooling, business, and government in general. So that seems like a pretty good place to start a conversation and ask questions, don't you think? I would agree. It is, it. Yes. And so then there's all of these ancillary, uh, let me put it to you this way, you can go down a lot of rabbit holes here. There's the rabbit hole that says, well, how are they doing, you know, prior to the, uh, uh, the Equal Voting Rights Act? How are they doing, you know, prior to the other things, you know, with the, the Great Society in the 1960s? How were they doing before the interstate system came in and destroyed neighborhoods and divided people on one side of a, a, an interstate highway and the other side? So that's a whole study in and of itself. But what I wanna say is, is that as far as the academic side is concerned, through the 1990s and the 2000s, there've been many books and papers written further discussing the opinions about this ac academic theory, a theory. And I think you could probably look at the timing of it to some, some key things happening in, in the news, like the early 1990s, coincidentally, was around the time that Rodney King was beaten and the, the video came up. And we've seen it again and again through 2012, 2013, and the most writing recent writings. And I'm not going to mention the writers' names on here because it's just too many. But And it's kind of like going to a Chinese buffet where each place has its own way of making hot and sour soup, say. No two recipes are exactly the same, but the theme and the fundamental principles of, of that, they're there. So all of these flavors distill down to some basic design principles as well. And the theory states as a truth, like this is not up for negotiation, racism is baked into all society. I mean, does that communicate, Eric? Yeah, I mean, it's, I find that very troubling because that's that's an assumption that really there should be exploration into, there should be experimentation to see if it's actually true. But most of the writers that I've come across on CRT start with that point as non-negotiable. 100%. And you have to have... Come on, Siri, give me a break. Um, so you have to have a mother of all uh, statements for any theory, correct? Right. And a theory is not necessarily something that's been proven. It's something that seems like there's a preponderance of evidence, evidence for, but maybe, uh, you know, we haven't really given it the, the, the real acid test. So that theory that since it's like the air that we breathe here, it's all around, it's invisible, it's visible sometimes, you know, 
there's no sort of neutral system. You know, it's just a guise for uh, racial power. And so, example, Brown versus Board of Education, which a lot of people thought would make, you know, the, 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 the separate but equal go away and that everybody's being educated in the same places at the same time by the same teachers, that that would make things better for Black people. Affirmative action, equal rights legislation. And those were also, uh, in fact, ways that critical race theory would say, white community continues to maintain its supremacy and domination to persist. So in, in, in further, it was a way to leverage its own power, this, this, this white supremacist um, invisible nation that nobody really can acknowledge anymore. Like the language, we're speaking English. There's nobody here that examines what English is all about anymore. We just talk and then people either understand or they don't. So it was never about uh, creating any type of, of equality Something went or, please try again. excuse me one second. Okay, so it never was about any uh, leveling the playing field. It was, according to CRT, it was always uh, one more weight for white people and the white system and the white su supremacist, you know, invisible empire to maintain its its leverage and continue to, to persist. So, so wait a minute, I want to I want to touch on that a moment because I want to make sure we've got this clear for our listeners. According to CRT, project things like Brown versus Board of Education, like affirmative action, these were not meant to help African Americans. They were a way for white supremacists to continue to hold them down. 100%. And, and with good reason, uh, according to CRT, that the only way to subjugate some, a, a population is to continually show them that they are getting benefit for being in your culture. So these are cookies, according to CRT. These were not earth shattering things that, that were intended to first finally just, just be equal. But the interesting part is when that, that period of time, that 20 to 30 years, uh, and this so-called leveraging the power. And so all forms of capitalism and meritocracy are just guises for power. And therefore, any dispar disparity is equal to racism. And in fact, power and racism change their um, definitions in CRT. When you hear somebody being referred to as a white supremacist, they're not talking about people who traditionally would belong to the skinheads or they would belong to the to the KKK or any overt group like that. They're talking about any institutional structure that is based on anything that was originally intended to, to you know to to maximize the outcomes for so-called white people or the people with the money, right? Well, I think at this point it's gone beyond just institutions. I mean, remember it was just recently in the California gubernatorial recall election that CRT proponents called Larry Elder, a very prominent African American radio host, the black face of white supremacy. And you know what they were doing is they were standing inside of the CRT definition. So that when you hear people like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and all those kind of people talk about racism, they're talking power, okay? They're not talking about people that 
whose ethnicity is, is African. And in fact, it doesn't have anything to do with that. So what's real interesting here, it, it, you know, whenever you see a statistic where black people or the, the oppressed, you gotta work with me here, we're not talking black anymore, we're talking power, right? Whenever there is an oppressed person who is underperforming a, an oppressor, then that is the cause for explicit reason and it is racism, okay? So uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's either this or it's that. It's either black or it's you know not. It's either white or and racist or it's not, right? Exactly. And it's gotten to the point where people are just falling back on this racist argument. Uh, just had a city councilwoman from New York tweet about how the whole point of the police was to keep slaves in check and therefore the institution can't possibly progress past where it was almost 200 years ago. It's the same group of people and it has to be disbanded. A hundred percent. And this argument doesn't need to have any factual basis. The argument is present simply because the theory states that, you know, all of these systems were set up by white people to favor white people, and therefore white people now have a duty. The white people have a duty that all of these things have to be torn down in order to achieve racial equity and, and to change the standard. And that is to alleviate the racism that is inherent in those systems and can't be removed surgically. It has to be destroyed, flattened out, and rebuilt from nothing. Right. Now, of course, by destroying an institution and rebuilding from scratch, essentially what it does is it gives the people who are pushing this agenda the ability to remake institutions in their own image so they can grab the power. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't know that in CRT is particularly, you know, that, that that's what it what it's about as much as that's what people are using it for right if you pick up a hammer and you try to use it for something other than it's intended for there could be some pretty pretty drastic you know consequences but the where we can take this and we can we can say it, it can be spoon-fed to people a little bit at a time because there's no argument that uh historically most and you know we could even stipulate 150 200 years ago all black people had had a horrible life and for the most part, not much fun, et cetera. No. So now we'll project that onto our school kids today and we'll say, well, if they're black children and they're in a, in a white experience uh, school, the, the white kids have privilege because the system was built for them. And therefore we have to change the standard around each and every op observance of disparity. And this sells in Peoria to a lot of people, unfortunately, because they're not thinking about what it means. It's always thinking about how it would apply to someone else. And again, an academic theory is meant for people who have the basis and the grounding and all the factual definitions and all of the history of the theory itself without trying to bring history and what happened to people into it as well, it's that's where everything breaks down. And, and I'll give you an example. Do you remember when the Da Vinci Code came out? Sure. People believed that Mary Magdalene was, was the 12th apostle. 
Yeah, it didn't matter that the book was clearly labeled fiction, that Dan Brown had written fictional books before, this that particular topic hit people so that they believed that was true. Exactly. So here's where the theory of uh, critical race, and there are so many derivations of critical theory, um, it comes with a component that their activism has to be present. You either are anti-racist or you're racist. There's no state of neutrality. You cannot be an interested bystander and not be fully participating in overturning white oppression. And white, we mean power now, right? Right. This is what's confusing for most of the people out there, you know, in the public square, is they're really thinking in terms of white people and, and, and black people. But let me tell you right now, those folks that have made something of their lives financially, uh, education-wise, that they're at the pinnacle of, of what they do, um, like the basketball players and, and you know, um, athletes. And uh, let's, let's just, you know, think of somebody who you would categorize as, as somebody who's a hero in everybody's book, has nothing to do with what color they are. Well, guess what? They're now part of the oppressors because they're taking advantage of the white system that was designed to favor some people's outcomes over other people's outcomes. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, essentially what we're saying is that society was built on rules and yeah. those people who figured out the rules and were able to use them to succeed regardless of race creed or color they are now considered white supremacists because their crt is not using white supremacists to mean actual racism they're using it to mean the class that's in power hundred percent. And if you don't realize that you're part of the oppressors and you get you get called out for it, you damn sure better say, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm the reluctant recipient of some privilege that I'm, I'm not entitled to. It really should go to other people besides me. And, and that's the theory talking. That is not anybody doing anything that they shouldn't be doing outside of the theory. Because the critical race theory is very simple and straightforward. How it gets rolled out in diversity, inclusion, and equity training, that's a different story entirely. I don't want to get really into those weeds today because that's part of what we're talking about that went on in Mississippi. Right. And, and those training programs are a whole separate category. And we may return to that in another episode. I think it's fascinating to be able to argue for both sides, okay? Yep. I can certainly see why people who have um, ha have observed things they just can't stand and can't be with, like, for instance, you know, uh, the, 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 the events of the last 10 or 12 years with, with, with people being, being killed uh, at, at the, uh, the hands of, of, of police. And therefore, it gets generalized into a common cause problem where out of a million police officers, they're all that way. And unfortunately, that's not good for people. I mean, it's not good for our, our, our community, our, our culture, or our, our country. So it's, again, to return to the, the, the fundamental definition, all of the oppressed now are activists, right? For the rest of your lives, in every situation that you encounter a situation where you think that somebody has been, uh, you know, where there's a, an instance of disparity. And now you are 
you're obligated and, and, and it's required that you create outcomes of equity for Blacks in every situation. Now, equity is not the same as equality. We're going to take a minute and just kind of distinguish those two things, even in cr critical race theory. Equity is what happens after two people uh, decide that they want something that there's only, it's only available for one person. That's as simple as it gets. Does that, so you got the, you got the deal? Got it. Okay. So now there's the situation where under the uh, meritocracy, which is again, it's a oppressor and oppressed. It's, it's, they refer to it as the widest of all, uh, you know, institutions sets out. Meritocracy is inherently unfair to anything but the people that have worked hard. And there's also this premise within the theory that people should not have to work that hard. They should get free stuff and they should get stuff that other people who spent their whole lifetime trying to get. And now we're back to that situation where there's two people. One of them is not necessarily black and the other one is prepared and is, is trained and is capable and can do the job or can do whatever. And we get a situation where somebody gets a promotion because they're checking a box as opposed to they're the best qualified for, for, the, for the application. Now, that's the theory. Again, nobody ever intended in, in, out of those university uh, conversations in the law offices and everything that someone come out here and actually try to do something with this. It's, it's like, you know, let's go ahead and have somebody read one book and now start tearing their, their 2022, uh, you know, Mazda apart and, and working on it themselves. And we'll figure it out as we go. But if we get a team of people doing it, uh, it'll go faster, you know, with none of them having right. any training. And that's what people are doing with CRT. They're having huge arguments without ever saying out loud that the emperor's clothes being missing here is that it's not true. It's not defensible. The argument that someone was treated badly in the past, and so therefore, inherently, it's like they've got not, not original sin anymore. On the other side, they've got original priority, just because they were born. And exactly. And I think that's, that's a good place to stop for this. Because this is a very complicated situation. And it's something we'll return to. But what's really important, I think, for our listeners to remember, is that they need to look into this. Don't simply assume, actually do the work and do the research. All of this started from a theory. And there's an old saying, in theory, theory and practice are the same. In practice, they aren't. No. That's the raw naked truth. This has been part one of an ongoing conversation about CRT. You can catch the raw naked truth as well as lighting the candle and the rest of the Exvadio network at exvadio.com slash podcasts. You can also find us on the Apple Podcasts app, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, and wherever you find podcasts. And if there's a topic you'd like us to look into, you can reach us at exvadio.com slash connect. We look forward to hearing from you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>